welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. Hiya. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Wow. It's the finale. Finally. Fine. It's the finale. Finally. Finally. Um, but we had some good times, though. Being honest, like it felt like a shorter seat. I know it was shorter, but like it wasn't the slog it was before. No, I will agree. Yeah. I I thought we'd have. I was sort of surprised when I found out how quick the finale was because I thought, oh, great, we're gonna have four more episodes about Heather's stupid black eye. Like I thought we were in that purgatory storyline for at least two more episodes. So I felt sincerely blessed that we just had the finale it was time it was time did you feel blessed by still not knowing what happened with her black eye uh i have moved i i'm not engaging with black eye conversation i'm disengaging from this conversation i'm so i got so mad one morning one night i went to bed thinking why would she just not tell us about the black eye because i saw a blind item on doom where someone was defending Heather and was like, no, Heather wants to talk about it. The producers won't let her talk about it. And that made me really annoyed because I was like, well, if then Heather wants to talk about it, why is she telling everyone to read her book to get answers? Like she Guess doesn't what? want it's to. It's not in the book. Of course it's not in the book. It was never going to be in the book. I bet Heather submitted that to Dumois. Mm. Absolutely. I think I sent it to you and was like, clearly someone in Heather's camp sent this because it was like, Heather wants to tell it. The producers are the ones who won't. And I was like, guess what? You could tell it now. It's now is time you could tell it. Do you, so, think, do you think celebrities now have their publicists send blind items to do more? Yes, absolutely. I 100%. Yes. I'm, I do. Without a doubt. I think celebrities do a lot of stuff that we don't think they do. I think celebrities date people for fakesies. I think people have yeah. scandals. Okay, so after the Golden Globes, I looked up uh, Shelley Meskovich. Meskovich. Go on. And, you know, the Scientologist's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, what's the deal here? And I was reading her information. And she, first of all, when Tom Cruise was dating Penelope Cruz, she, like, guided Penelope Cruz through Scientology. Then... Then when he broke up with Penelope Cruz, they had like an audition process for the next girlfriend. And that's how he ended up with Katie Holmes. Oh my gosh. I'd watch this show. Right? Yeah. Um, Didn't she? Uh, No one's seen her for like, from like since 2007. Right. No, no one knows what happens. But they filed multiple police reports and the police say that they've like contacted her and talked to her. So who knows? Wow. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fake sees, for example, that relationship. And there's all, but I will say the one thing in Dumois that's probably real is stories from people who used to work for them. That's the one that I'm like, those are real. Those are the ones I trust. And waiters who have served them. Waiters who have served. Um, one nanny is always writing in that someone's high profile, high flying dad <laughs> always misses his kids' events. And everyone's like, it's Tom Cruise. Guess they didn't. Do you think Surrey did an audition well for a part of daughter? Yeah, probably. <laughs> They're like, sorry, you got to cut out contact. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I think Heather knows. I think she doesn't want to say. And I think people saying that Heather has been silenced by producers are also liars. And I frankly am at an 11. I'm at an 11 so hard. I went back down to a two and I don't care anymore. And I'm choosing my own adventure and I have chosen the story I like and I'm staying with it. Why would she producers are begging her to tell them what happened on camera? 
we've heard I heard them say why you won't tell us and she's like I'm not going to talk first which is what makes me think it's something with the produce like it's something that involves crew that's what I think the fact that she's like well I'm not going to talk first and you guys should talk first if you want to talk about it is what makes me think something happened with someone on the crew and she doesn't want to get sued or etc oh makes sense so that's the that is the adventure oh, I have to just cut it like whatever. whatever let's move on I'm I'm choosing peace Megan there is still a chance maybe the reunion but ha- Whitney was on watch what happens live after the reunion did not make me believe that they talk about it at the reunion all right well then I'm just moving on we're not talking about Heather's anymore now what we're talking about is the one apparently the one event space in all of Salt Lake City which is that rooftop pool one <laughs> building where one of the producers live so they are there all the time it is it is the only place that and freaking provisions like we have more going on for us than these two things we don't need to see this do we need to start a gofundme for the real housewives of salt lake city to get just a little more money in the budget like there's many of event centers you don't need to be at that rooftop party every time you guys you just don't and the best thing about it is it's a cover reveal it's a book cover real party like of all the parties you have to get dressed up to go to get real it's not a book review it's not a book launch it's a book cover reveal yep she's just showing you off the cover we'll say this heather at her book reveal cover party never looked better she looked incredible she looked absolutely dynamite stunning stunning she should wear a dress like that every day she looked incredible so a a black dress is heather's look yep and the fit was so good it was a great dress her hair looked great heather maybe black eye is a good thing because when it's gone you look a million bucks i guess i don't know I mean, it's kind of like um, like a micro needling, you know, just like a really intense way to build. Um, um, what's that thing we're all supposed to take? Not yeah, cartilage. Collagen. Collagen. I'm not going to take it. I tried. I didn't do anything. I gave up. Yeah, I don't think it's real. I think it's a lie. You know what? My other favorite part about the book party was the party's in full swing. Angie K shows up and she has been labeled as Jen's former friend. Incredible. I loved it. Uh, the gang's all there. Whitney's there. Her cousins come. Heather's cousins come. They're in tank top. Things are happening. <laughs> then we get Angie Kay's talking about how Jen is spreading rumors that Angie Kay gave Heather the black eye, which makes zero sense. And I kind of think Angie Kay made that up. <laughs> yeah, Angie Kay really likes being relevant. And she's I, willing to say whatever she needs to. I to love it. I wasn't mad about it, but I like halfway through that conversation, I was like, I'm pretty sure you made all of this up. Like, <laughs> I think Angie K probably asked a friend to be like, hey, can you ask me if Jen, if I'm the one that gave Heather a black eye and say you heard it from someone who heard it from Jen so she could bring it up in a way that maybe didn't seem as direct, but I'm pretty positive Angie K made that up. And well, you know, that's what friends are for. Yeah, the drama, mama. Uh, also, the most anticlimactic fight of the year between Angie K and Jen. That entire the, the may I say something? The whole finale was pretty anticlimactic. Because mm. what happened to the fight in the trailer, the season trailer between Dana and Jen? Yes. Thank you, because I'm mad about it. Because in the trailer, Dana said, "You better hope someone's putting money on your books." That was supposed to be an entire storyline. 
that Dana knew a friend that worked for her and had pleaded guilty and we heard about it for like a total of 60 seconds I'm actually pissed thanks for bringing it up yeah no well I bet Dana's pissed too because like that was supposed to be her shining moment and they totally cut it Anna, sorry to break it to you, sis. You're not coming back. Well, I I wish you all the best. Peace. I, honestly, I bet you're a great real estate agent. Yeah, I hire. I don't think you should be on TV. I, you know what? I could see you and your husband being on like an HGTV show, and I think I'd like that. But I don't think you guys are meant for Real Housewives. And honestly, that's a compliment. <laughs> so just stay out of it um then we get what i had been looking forward to all season and i gotta tell you it was a huge letdown the great shaw harrington meetup mm-hmm. uh what a letdown at first i did really like coach's no-nonsense attitude because he did not seem to be having it um the elf on the shelf never really apologized but coach accepted it anyway the best part of all of that to me was when um his wife talked for him when I was like, not three episodes, you were saying, that's my husband, that's not me. And now it's all you, sis. It's all you. Uh, I get the sense that Angie is the, um, I feel like every couple has, not every couple, but most couples has a person who's like the ambassador for the couple, right? They're yeah. the one, they're the spokesperson, they're the comms director, they're the PR specialists. They're the ones shaking hands, kissing babies. And then another one is usually like just not quite as gregarious. Angie is definitely the ambassador for their relationship. A hundred percent. But I, I'm going to say this. I don't know that you're either you or my partnerships have an ambassador. I think we both. Well, because we're better than other people. Well, I'm definitely better than the Harringtons. And I'll tell you why. Because there's not. an episode in this world that would get me to go on TV and admit that I was a cyber bully. I would lie about that until the day I died. I do not, I will never for as long as I live, understand why that man made that decision. I don't understand it. And I never will. What is more embarrassing in your opinion? Chris Harrington admitting that as a 52 year old man, he cyber bullied one of the real housewives of Salt Lake city or Harry telling us that William broke his necklace in in an altercation. Honestly, Chris Harrington, because he had more to lose. Like when you weigh the pros and cons, it was like, it's more embarrassing that you chose to share this on a Bravo reality show that (laughs) (laughs) has had a, a negative impact on your actual life. When like Prince Harry's like, he's untouchable. He'll be fine. He's fine. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I agree. I make fun of him a lot more than I did a week ago, but he's still fine. Yeah, he still has $100 million of Netflix, so. Yeah, he's going to be okay. And he also has the sweet justice of a younger sibling finally sticking it to the eldest, you know? And that's got to feel good. As wrong as, as wrong as I think it is, there's a part of me that's like, it has got to feel good to tell the entire world your eldest sblings <laughs> darkest secrets. Got to feel good. <laughs> Meg, you wouldn't understand. You're the oldest. But as a younger sibling, I would love to feel like, oh, man, the whole world is on my side about this argument. I get it. Kind of. I can sympathize. I can't empathize. But I for me, the more embarrassing is and a is because you did it on a reality show. What what's the payoff for Harry? The payoff is the entire world could be on his side. What was the payoff in admitting that you're Shaw exposed? I don't understand. 
And I need to know who is Shaw Exposed now because Angie is always resharing the compliments they give her. And I was like, isn't this just you complimenting yourself? <laughs> no, because Jen also shares them. Jen, by the way, posted on Instagram stories today a selfie of herself saying this is the dress rehearsal. To what, ma'am? Prison? <laughs> Go on. We're listening. <laughs> what is this? What are you doing? Is she going to have a tell-all? I mean, that would that would be smart if she Honestly, did. I'd, wa I'd watch it. <laughs> and, like, I wouldn't just watch it skim it i'd watch it meg dress rehearsal see you soon okay Casey. like who is she talking to her inmate friends <laughs> it's not even like it doesn't even look like her this oh, might actually not. be a different person this does not look like jen she looks like she has been um yes yeah, absolutely so photoshopped into within an inch of her very life <laughs> am i wrong oh i'm gonna miss her uh, and she got what's coming to her but i will miss her i'll tell you what i won't miss and i could do without ever again is the choir uh wow my hell what <laughs> how humiliated are all of them that this was on television like that was so so bad so bad amazing grace was a choice <laughs> it was a choice um i mean that's me. like if you have Aretha Franklin, you do Amazing Grace, right? Like, if you have the best voices in the world, if you have a group of rando ex-Mormons, like, maybe stick to, like, I don't know, what's an easy one? Um, Put your shoulder to the wheel? Shoulder to the wheel, yeah. Like, notes we can all hit, you know? Yeah, Amazing Grace. The thing that killed me about this was Heather being like, I wanted to create a choir that had no religion attached to it, and I did this by singing a very Christian song. <laughs> like, sister, I don't know how to break it to you that Amazing Grace <laughs> is incredibly religious. Like, I don't know why we chose that. I don't know how we chose that, but I do know... It's not just Lisa. No one's on pitch. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa at least had the self-awareness to be like, I don't know if I was on tune. I don't know if anyone was. <laughs> I don't know if any and then we got what, a, another gift I never asked for, which was Jen Shaw singing Shamazing Grace. And I was like, oh boy. Oh, so it was Jen who was off key. That's that's what I thought after Jen's performance. Honestly, she deserves to go to jail just for that. Yeah, I agree. That but, um, the hat she wore in that confessional bothered me every time. Oh, that like Chanel-esque. Is it real Chanel? Probably not. But I do. Is it real stupid? Absolutely. Nice. Thank you. Designer doesn't always mean good. And that's a good lesson for everyone to learn. Yeah, especially if it's counterfeit. Oh, you're burnt, Jen. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I wish she did. Hey, maybe when she, maybe when Jen goes to jail, she'll think, hey, it's time to catch up on all those podcasts about me. Can you listen to podcasts in jail? Hey, prisoners, write in. Let us know. Can you listen to podcasts in jail? You can watch TV, so I have to imagine, can't you? But wait, how would you have a phone? Probably not. You're right, Meg. And can you have, do you have computer access? Can you have an MP3 player? Can you email? Can you have a Zoom? <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Let us know. Get back to us, prisoners. Poor Bill Gates really thought he was going to release an alternative to an iPod. Bless him. 
Bless him. So funny. I hope it takes off. Um, I also really loved Heather interpreting the Bible as saying it was meant to be ride or die. I mean, the way that Heather is able to cram her own message into anything is pretty astounding. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I read this Bible verse. It's pretty famous. It's like, treat others how you want to be treated. And that means you ride or die for people. And I was like, what? Huh? I didn't mean mm-hmm. that. We do have a whole bunch of different sects of Christianity based on different interpretations of the Bible. So why not a Heather domination? You're right. You know what, Meg? You're right. And I just got pied in the face. You're right. Why not a Heather, Heatherianity? We've got Scientology. Why not Heather? You know what? Good for you. Heather, got to tell you, I'm a Mormon. Don't find that cover offensive. Not sure what the big deal is, but I wish you the best. All those secrets revealed on that cover. It's blasphemous. I don't, I don't know how, which maybe means I do am a bad Mormon. Mormon. Like I, she thinks it's so shocking. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could show this to the prophet and you'd be like, okay, that's fine. I think he'd be like, it's a lot of makeup for a cover. (laughs) Are we sure? Is this, this is the one you like? Is that the one? It makes you happy. She actually did look great on the cover, but it's not that big of a whoop-dee-doo. Hate to break it to you. No, no. And I wonder, I mean, she knows that, but I wonder if she just thinks Bravo viewers are so stupid that they'll assume that there's some sort of secret revealed on that cover. Yeah, the secret is gold letter press. Wow, you guys will never believe what Mormons are doing now. Um, all right, then we move inside where Jen and Whitney have a conversation, which Angie Kane interjects to and says, "We'll wrap it up." Because Jen was like, "I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Whitney." So Angie's like, "Well, then wrap it up." And I loved that. Jen was not volatile, which was shocking. She was not. I mean, the two things were shocking. One, Coach Shaw actually got involved in a fight. Because they were like, bring him over. And then Jen was not that volatile, which was also interesting. And then Jen just walked away and that was the end of that. I mean, it's a calm before the storm, you know? Climatic. Um, So at this point, they start doing the end of season fun wrap-ups. You know, where they say crap like, Heather might be a bad Mormon, but she's a good author. Check out her book or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they do that kind of crap. Or like, at a jazz game in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, Merritt is still taking bubble baths and she has no time for Lisa. Like, okay, so there are these, like, fun, quippy little things. At this point, I'm like, wow, that hour went by fast. Mm-hmm. And then I pressed pause and I was like, oh, wait, there's still 30 minutes because what they had to do is do that fun wrap up so they could move on to the absolute. I don't know. I don't want I want to say it a, a bummer, but I didn't find it a bummer because Jen's an idiot. She deserves what's coming to her. But they decide, well, we better wrap up the season because we need to spend the next 30 minutes talking at least 20 of them hearing Jen say she's innocent again. So- I mean, here's what's a bummer, in my opinion. I felt like that was a pretty pro-gen edit. I thought they tried to... Okay, here's my thoughts about Andy Cohen and the... and Jen. No one asked. Here we go. Andy was saying in... Meg and I listened to a part of his podcast where Andy was talking about Jen. And he was like, people want me to... They, people are like, is she going to be on again? Is she going to be on again? And he was like... and. I've never said no, like, and they want me to say no. And I was like, yeah, Andy, because I think all of us would like to think 
that you would admit that she should not be on TV and she deserves to go to jail, but he won't ever say that. I think to keep any sort of door open that could happen with Jen, right? Because if Jen did a tell-all with Andy, I would watch it. If Jen said, if Andy says he thinks Jen deserves to go to jail, she's probably not going to do a tell-all with him. Yeah, well, that makes me, <laughs> I mean, like, who cares, honestly? Who cares? But I'm kind of disappointed in Andy to hear that. I know, but is he our moral compass? And if he well, that's is. Why, that's why I said who cares, because, like, that... <laughs> the guy ran a franchise that's, like, pretty terrible for women, if we're being honest, and makes oh. us look insane. It makes us look like we can't have relationships with each other that are calm and nice and helpful. And when we do, guess what? We get fired from the show. And I don't, to be clear, I love it. But no, he's not our moral compass, nor should we ever expect him to be. But I also was bummed about how much time they spent letting Jen seem broken. I don't yeah, like feeling... Vulnerable. I don't like feeling bad for Jen's Jen. A, I don't feel bad for Jen, but I don't like hear, hearing her talk about her family because I do feel bad for her kids. I do. I really honestly do. But I, and I do feel bad about her mom. That whole thing with her mom did not make me feel good. No, um, I didn't like it. Uh, Cause we have like third, you know, they fast forward and it's three months later and we see Jen talking to her mom and she, her mom is like, well, because you're going to be innocent, right? And then Jen's like, I just wish my dad was here. And I want to be like, Jen, do you want your dad here to see you lie to your mom that you, directly to her face that you're innocent? To see that you took your mom's retirement? Like, what part are you hoping that your dad would be here to see? Because yeah. you're a pretty bad person. And I'm the moral compass of the season. Um. Yeah. <sighs> yes. So I, they go to New York. I just really hope she called her mom that night and was like, hey, I am pleading guilty. Because I, the way she left that with her mom, I was like, I don't care about Jen, but her mom didn't do anything. I hope her mom has money. Like, I hope she didn't drain her retirement for Jen. I'm going to try to find out an answer about that. Because um, I heard conflicting stories that the mom didn't end up doing that, but she did like sell some properties. Like, I, I don't know. I had heard some things through the grapevine, but I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I hear things. That doesn't mean they're true. Uh, really quick. What? Are you Dumois? I'm Dumois. Hi. Welcome to Dumois. Have you listened to the podcast? <laughs> That's no. what it's like. She uses a voice enhancer, but I'm kind of like, I actually think this is her real voice. Is it like that TikTok voice that sounds like a chipmunk? Yeah, but more vocal fry, which no shame. We all do it. But she was like, e, welcome to Dumas. We all vocal fry. Male camp. Remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been thinking about Sarah going a lot lately. And we just didn't. Remember when we were all listening to one podcast and we were all talking about one podcast? Simpler. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those days are fun. Those were fun days. Oh, yeah. The closest I've been to that lately was White Lotus Finale. Oh, so fun. Very fun. I hated it. 90% of it. Liked it. If you asked me at episode four, do you like White Lotus? I would have said, no, I think this show is pretty boring. Great acting, but I think it's pretty boring. And then at the end, I was like, yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a journey. 
Yeah, good job, Mike White. Anyway, here's a quick question that's super important. How did Jen redo her entire hair from the time she landed into New York until she got to her hotel? Her outfit's the exact same, Meg, but her hair is completely different. Did she put on a wig? It didn't look like a wig, but maybe because she had her hair down and I was actually like, oh, that's a nice natural look for Jen. And then when she landed in New York, she had it like Ariana Grande, halfway baby pony, baby hairs out, curled. And I was like, wait, so sorry, did you redo your hair in the airport bathroom? Like, what, where's the, what are the logistics? Someone tell me. The airport bathroom. So embarrassing. Also, that hotel was like $1,000 a night. So I really hope Bravo was paying for it. Of course it was $1,000 a night. Anyway, they moved to the slums of Harvard, Yale. My gosh. So Meredith and Jen are Heather come into town to support Jen, which Meredith, you know what? How dare you, ma'am? Because you know better, but whatever. Um, Heather's like, I think Jen's really scared. And Meredith's like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was so stupid. Heather. <laughs> How many times are you going to say Heather? But I, this episode, I want to be like, sweetie, like, wake up. Hey, baby, you got to be smarter than this because this caps on. And the thing about it is the last 90 seconds of the episode, Heather actually was really smart about it. So I was like, did you just take your blinders completely off? Like it happened overnight that you real like that you got smart about this. Um, Meredith, they go to lunch. Meredith's like with Seth and Meredith is like, yeah, we all know the scheme happened. The question is how involved with Jen? And I was like, wait so if you know the scheme happened you still have questions if she was involved i i heard that as we all know that this money laundering operation happened did jen know that the calls she was making and the people she was working with were part of a criminal operation or did she think this was legitimate business that was being done which sounds dumb now, given all we know, but I don't know if they knew that in July. Yes, that's true. But I'm also like, every single person I know, the first episode, season one, was like, how does this woman make money? I mean, people, yeah. those housewives during season one were like, I don't really know how Jen makes money, but she got a lot of it. So if you just put one and one together, you would get two, Meredith. You absolutely would. You're correct. Oh. And Andy Cohen also was like, now wait, what? What do you do for a living? And Meredith's smart. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Meredith is smart. So I'm yeah. like, well, you, you do know. got a law degree. That's what you do know. And Meredith being like, I mean, if Jen is saying she's innocent, but she is guilty, that's a big problem for me. I'm like, oh, it's a problem for you? Okay, Meredith, <laughs> wake up. Wake up, Meredith. People's lives are ruined. Shocked by that information. Oh, like, Heather was like, Meredith would turn her back on her. Heather saying, if you love people, you believe them. And I was like, um, I don't agree with that statement. I, I love my 12 year old roommate. He lies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe him sometimes. Sometimes I he's don't believe a thing my four year old says. Not a thing. I don't remember. And he absolutely remembers. Okay. <laughs> you can't believe everybody. You love them and you know they're flawed. You listen, if Heather wanted to be like, I still love Jen, I would be like, okay, but and she's like, I still love Jen, but she did a terrible thing. And yeah. I actually think she should go to jail. I feel bad for her family, but Jen got what she deserved. Like that would make me respect Heather a lot more, which I think we could get from Heather. 
only the last 90 seconds. But what we did get was her crying about how heartbreaking it was to eat at a fancy New York City restaurant. And it sounded like bad beat poetry where she was like, look around at the people where we are. It's such a beautiful day under so such sad circumstances. So peaceful with the people. Sad circumstance. Like it was bad. And then like, okay, so later we get them hanging out in a hotel room, which I was like, this is wild. This woman is on trial and we're just like hanging out. And what had happened was Jen and Coach, who I did forget was a lawyer till Heather reminded me, they got all the paperwork from Jen's lawyer. And that means they got all the statements from the people who were testifying against Jen. And the big, I'm using quotation marks, the big heartbreak, I'm using quotation marks, I don't think it's a heartbreak, was Stuart. Stewart is a liar, says Jen. Jen also was like, I made sure Stewart's family went through school. I made sure Stewart's family had food on their table. And he set me up. And I was like, here is what I'm not understanding. If you did all of that for Stewart, it sounds like you were his boss. Uh-huh. So if you were his boss, how did you not know what was happening? All right. She, she didn't. She did because she's not even saying I she's not even saying anymore. Stuart was doing all this stuff that I didn't know about. She's just saying he set me up. Yeah, because she's Jen and she like on her way in a downward spiral. She's just shooting, you know, and whoever she hits great, but she'll keep shooting until she hits somebody. Well, this is when Heather, I think, started waking up a little and she was like, wait, how could Stuart be running this game and her not know? He's the man who bought her tampons. He's the man who got her food. Like, she was with him every day. Like, how could he be doing that? And her, like, she shot herself in the foot by being like, he set me up because he was doing this without me knowing. Because the the truth is, you would have known. Period. Jen knew. Because she knew. Yeah. Anyway, Jen's just like, I wish I could tell the public the truth. And then the then the producer's like, well, are you ready to tell us a real story? And Meg, I hate to break it to you, but she was not. So done. So dumb. And now she's not going to be at the reunion, which I kind of wish she was. Because I wish that all those ladies could say to her face, you lied to us. And we don't like, we don't like you anymore. Well, I think that's why she's not. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of it. She she guess what, you guys? She testified guilty. She said she was guilty. Heather's mind was absolutely blown by this absolute for definitely was going to happen fact, and that's fine or whatever. The most exciting thing to me was that Pago finally made it on the Housewives, a great restaurant. At the end, what? That's where they go at the end. That's where Lisa and Heather meet up at lunch for at Pago, which makes no sense that they meet up for lunch together. But it makes a lot of sense that Pago was finally featured. Pago's great. Pago's great. And for years, I feel like Pago was the only, like, really forward-thinking fancy place we had in Utah. Wow, really? Yeah. Think back about it. Remember, we had, like, Ruth Chris, of course. But we yeah. didn't have Chris. Mil- what's the lodge? Millhaven? Yeah, we had, like, Millhaven. We have, like, um, Cole. What's that place that I went to recently that you were like, I didn't know that was still a business. C- Culver. C- oh, no. Um, Carver. Carver. Carver's Steakhouse. You guys, that's right. I went to Carver's Steakhouse. Guess what? It was actually very good. And guess what else? It is, it's a warehouse. Oh, nice. Baked potato? Baked potato. Really good baked potato. Soup was really too, too creamy. But 
their steak was good. They knew what they're doing. Anyway, uh, so we had those, Meg, but we didn't have like a cool, fancy restaurant. I felt like until Pago. Pago was the first place that I was like, whoa, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I can. So Pago, I'm glad they made it. Like, I mean, Pago was before Eva's. Pago was before like the rest. Pago was before Copper Kitchen, Copper Onion. They did it first, and they did it. There's a Pago on Main. Yeah, that's where they went. It was a Pago on Main, which surprised me because I was like, "Wait, this isn't Ninth and Ninth." Um. Anyway, they went to Pago, and I love to see it. They deserve it. Good for you guys. Um, I did see some people on TikTok who flew from LA to Utah to have a Salt Lake City housewife re- weekend and could not understand how they didn't go to provisions. <laughs> I was like, that place was I provisions is so iconic, but I don't think there's any way of understanding what it is if you're not here. That's the thing, is I'm like, this place was featured twice. You gotta come because you don't understand how weird it is that this place was featured twice. Yeah, it's across from Joanne's fabric. I mean, my grandma loves it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so bizarre. Like, other places have, like, cool nightclub bar things. We have, like, provisions. You're, it's a red door. I like it, but it's not, like, sh- sleek. I swear on my life they have a rooster decoration. I swear on it. <laughs> and that's what it is. Anyway, um, Heather's crying about... And Lisa cry about how bad they feel about her kids. Yes, we agree. But guess what? Jen made her bed. And I feel like Lisa and Heather both finally got there. Lisa was like, I wonder what made her decide not to fight it. And it was like, oh, because Lisa, she was blatantly guilty. And then Heather decides to be like, I think Coach Shaw knew what was going on. I think Coach Shaw found stuff in those papers that he knew she was going to go down for. And he told her he needed to change her change her plea. And I was like, that's a pretty inflammatory statement to make the last 25 seconds of an episode. Heather, I'll, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But it was surprising. Yeah. And what do you think of it? Do you think she's at, right? Do you think that's accurate? <sighs> Probably. I don't want it to be true because there's something about Coach Shaw I find very likable. I, I really do find him quite likable. Um, and I know it's going to shoot me in the foot one day, just like it did when I said I liked Jen. Um, but I do think Coach Shaw seems genuinely nice. I, I do. Like, even when he was talking to Chris Harrington, I was like, there's something that seems very genuinely nice about Coach Shaw. So I don't want it to be true, but I do kind of think there is no way that that man did not wonder how she made so much money. And right. he's smart. And again, he is a lawyer. So I think he had to look at one thing and realize like, oh, yeah, she was definitely in 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 the mix. Well, I think you can still be nice and be married to a person who's doing bad things. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Can you be nice, be married to a person who does bad things and not do anything about that? Well, that's the question. Did he know that there were bad things happening? So and I don't think to that. I think the truth is he probably knew. Wow. Do I think he was involved? I'm on the fence, but I think he knew. Who told us that Coach Shaw, or did we read on Dumois or something, that Coach Shaw was, like, helping Stu? There's a document that the prosecution submitted to the court that has text messages between Jen and Stu where Jen says, Coach Shaw will help us prep for the deposition. So he knew there were allegations, 
that doesn't imply wrongdoing, but it does imply that he had more knowledge than he demonstrates on the show. Yeah, it's also tough because he was married to Jen, who... <laughs> yeah, you, do you know, they've talked about how they almost got divorced. Yeah, um, and I think, I think I probably respect him more if he did. Um, it sounds like things were really volatile. I don't know why they didn't, um, but I think it's been touch and go for many periods in their marriage. I thought mostly like his religion frowns on divorce yeah i mean most do but i think it's a bigger deal yeah i think i i know nothing i'm an idiot but maybe that is part of it maybe i, I don't know because the thing is like as much as i'm like coach Shaw's a nice person i think he seems nice he was married to jen and he saw all those sides of her which were pretty insane sides and she was like I don't know. I don't know her life with her kid, but just watching her interactions with her kid talking about how she wants to come to the school because she wants to make a big deal. Like she seemed pretty self-centered. So I'm just sort of like, yeah, and you chose to stay married to her, which makes me think there might be more sides to Coach Shaw than we saw. Yeah, maybe. That being said, I do know someone whose husband also works on the youth football team and was like shocked Jen was a bad person. I mean, and he is beloved by the players and the coaching staff. Yeah, because he seems, honestly, he seems nice. But guess what? Some people are nice, but also awful people. I mean, that happens. That they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, they seem nice and great. I guess I don't want to have to say it, Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be clear. I went through a defamation training. We are not making a comparison between Coach Shaw and Ted Bundy. <laughs> Meg, they're both handsome. They both drive Volkswagens. I'm just kidding. Everyone, I'm kidding. I'm just saying looks can be deceiving. Yeah. As we've learned. All right. I'm going to cut you off before we get hey, sued. She's going to edit this all out. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, Because it's too funny. But I do want to talk about what I've heard about the new cast members. We know that casting is finished. We know there's three new people. Um, One of them is a known, like, in a thruple, which will be interesting. I love that. Um, I've heard one is, all I've heard is that she's pretty. And then I have no idea who the third one is. Is Angie K one? I think Angie K might be a friend of again. No, but she is on the next season. Friends with who? She burned her bridges. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, okay, the other thing that I heard on Andy Cohen's podcast is they were like, I had truly, I was like, I'm gonna be very interested if a season four even happens. But he is like, yeah, season four is casted. It's gonna be great. Like we, I know a lot of people were like, Jen's gone. He's like, we've solved that problem. It's a great good cast. I. I'm so fascinated to see who they got because it doesn't sound like anyone known really. And it interests me because there's actually like quite a, like we said last week, there's a lot of big families in Utah that they can't seem to get any of them. And so I'm pretty interested to see like, well, then who are we getting? Who I is mean, that's how I felt the first 
first season, like, you know, we heard it was coming. We're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be this person and this person and this person. And it wasn't any of those people. Instead, it was people we had literally never heard of. Never heard of. When they came out, the one person I had kind of heard of was, was Lisa Barlow. She was like I the only know. one that I had like kind of heard of her. I had no idea. Um, I did. Yeah. I am so interested to see who's ha- ha- coming. Do we think Lisa's in season four, right? That's something we've heard. I think Lisa is the anchor. She's like the one, she's the lead. Yeah, I guess I do feel like, yeah, I mean, Andy Cohen's like, we have excellent casting for next season. I'm feeling good, but I don't know. This is me, one person's opinion, and I'm an idiot if that hasn't been proven yet already. I'm sort of feeling done with Heather and Whitney's storylines. I'm feeling like if they didn't come back, the only reason I'd be into it is if Whitney and Lisa were best friends because I did like that combo. But I felt like they built each other's confidence in a way that I like to see. It was kind of wholesome, you know? Yeah. But I, I would not be bummed if Meredith, Heather, nor Whitney came back. I would miss Chloe and Brooks. Hi. Hi. Well, could Chloe and Brooks still be on? Why don't we give Chloe and Brooks their own show? I, I'm honestly, I would love a show about the Marks family. Like, not 12 episodes, but I would love like a three-part show about them. I would enjoy that very much, I think. I like their dogs. I like Their dogs their are cute. I like the I, way Meredith wears a blazer over her shoulders, but her arms do not go through the armholes. That's really endlessly fascinating to me. Um, I like that she wears chest plates in her confessional. Like this, these cyborgs are, I want to unpack it. I want to know more. And they have that, let's they have that one son we've never even freaking seen. Oh yeah. Really? What about him? I would love to know more. And I think he has a girlfriend. That's a whole nother person we get to meet. Like Can you imagine a Mark's wedding. I want the Marx family to do like an amazing race type of show. I would love to see them just a hundred percent out of their element. If what if their show was called The Family That Poses? Okay, what if their show was called On Your Marks? <laughs> <laughs> what um, if at the at the wedding everyone was in a tracksuit? Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. You know what else would be amazing? If Brooks Marks made everyone their own Brooks Marks sweatsuit, but their own color. So, like, that was their signature. I'm getting too excited. Meg, I also will say again, I'd like a show about the Beauty Lab laser. Just, I think that would be very entertaining. So fun. Do you know how fun it is to see people before and after their injections? Very. And I think I would like Heather on that show. Because there are parts of Heather I really like on this show. I, I don't think like a great businesswoman. Show us that. Show us that. And she seems like her relationship with her partner seems very nice. Yeah. And they seem to sincerely support each other in a way that, like, I would love to see. I I don't dislike everything about Heather. I don't like who Heather's been this season. But there are parts of her that I find very funny and very entertaining. And I would love to see that part of her just shine. Yeah, back to what you said about uh, Heather and Whitney. They both just seemed so broken this season in a way that was truly not fun. Not fun at all. And, like, as much as I disliked Bad Weather at a reunion, it was pretty fun when they would tag team back again. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say it. I wish Mary was back. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I do and I don't. Like I do, but I think I'd regret saying that if she did come back. It would Mary be like, just oh, got yeah. a dog and how Mary got a dog. Yeah, she posted that all about it. Cannot own a dog. Truly, the one reason I'm glad she's not on the show is because I'm like, I do not want to worry about this dog at night. Right. And I would, if I saw her interact with it one time, I would be very concerned about that dog. Awful. Well, uh, reunion, we'll be here, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but stay tuned. boring, but we're gonna do it, you guys. Um, also, we're gonna do a bonus episode on the Golden Globe. Oh, it's a cute dog, yeah. ugly pillows, cute dog. Um, we are recording a bonus episode on the Golden Globes, the highs, the lows, what we loved, what we didn't. Uh, so find that in your bonus feed. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. <laughs>